welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today I have Stacey Brookman with me. Stacey, how are you? I am excited to be here. This is really cool. It's really different. Stacey was interviewed a year and a half ago. So if you look at um, I can, I can add both links actually, but mm-hmm. there's a link in the interview from July of 2018 as we're recording, it's December, 2019. And I loved the interview the first time around because you talked about being married to a sociopath and getting out. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. But in the last year and a half, I asked you to be, we, we just, we got back in touch with each other. We kind of never lost touch, but we were- right we're more assertive about being back in touch with each other. You have so much more going on now. I felt like at that point in our first interview, you talked real openly about being married to a sociopath and getting out. But we, we discussed before we started, like when you're talking about someone who was in your life, an ex-husband who's still alive mm-hmm. and the things you say are allegations and mm-hmm. it can be considered defamation of character. There's all kinds of shit that can come up with you talking about this person. Right. And I'm in a, uh, the same situation about not want, like wanting to talk about my ex-husband, but having to be very careful about it. Right. In the last year and a half, I mean, you've started posting on medium.com. So you're published on medium.com as am yep. I. So yeah. kudos on that. Thank you. You also have a Facebook emotional abuse group, which is a new thing. So right. holy cow on that. And <laughs> bigger news, a YouTube channel. And I, I love don't mean, my YouTube channel. I yes. love my, see, I think when we have YouTube <laughs> channels, we just love them so much. Yes. But not that any one of them is more or less important. Like the written word on Medium, there, there are three very different platforms and I have mm-hmm. all three platforms just like you do mm-hmm. for the stuff I talk about. But what's interesting is that video is so your, your launch video is four four minutes and 14 seconds from what I re- recollect. Right. It is freaking outstanding. You are not shy about speaking out now compared to a year and a half ago. No, not at all. <laughs> How did that happen? How did you get around being concerned about this person finding out and suing you because that, that's my concern with my ex-husband is not that I'm afraid to speak out at all. That's mm-hmm. not it remotely, but I don't want the backlash of him coming out and the proof that he's a, that your ex-husband is a sociopath. Like how do you quantify that? Cause with mm-hmm. mine, it's physical abuse to the kids. Right. Um, it's all allegations. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's hearsay, right? It's your word against mm-hmm. his. And I've always been concerned about that backlash. So God, right. fill me in. <laughs> well, first of all, yes, uh, I have been much more vocal about what's happened. And here's what happens when you write and when I teach people how to write through their tough stuff, write their memoir, write their tough life stories, especially about abuse and trauma in order to heal And what happens when you do that, let's say you wanted to go complete that and publish it, you would put in the beginning, these are the events as I experienced them or as I recall them or something like that. So it's just my experience as Mm -hmm. I remember, and this is what happened to me from my perspective, right? If he has another perspective, he's more than welcome to start a YouTube channel and put that out there, right? Um, The other reason is, 
my daughter's, my last, my youngest daughter turned 18 mm. uh, over a year ago. And so I no longer had any um, legal obligation ties or anything like that. We are separated by multiple states, like, you know, half a country and he could care less. He's moved on twice. <laughs> In fact, I don't know if I told you this last time. He was actually married to me and somebody else at the same time. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, he wouldn't sign the divorce papers, but yet he convinced the, the judge and all that to let him marry somebody else. And so he was a bigamist for a while. So he really has um, thankfully moved on and causing havoc in other people's lives, which I feel bad about that. But um, so he really could care less about me. The girls are now in charge of their own relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so I have felt, I feel like I've equipped them to manage that as best they can at their young ages. They're still, they're 19 and 20 now, almost 21. So um, throughout their, their lives, I have said, okay, what is the truth? What is not the truth? Um, and, and pointed to tele people in television, people in the grocery store. Well, that guy is yelling at that woman. How do you think that makes her feel? Do you think people should really do that? Mm -hmm. Having them think for themselves what is right and what is wrong in the world never did say anything about him, but that, that points to their own internal moral compass so that they are pointed in the right direction that, direct, that way. So they can make, now they're in charge of their own relationships with them. Yeah. And um, the oldest one really doesn't want to have much to do with him. The youngest is still struggling. In fact, gosh, it just broke my heart. <laughs> she said, um, the other day, she said, you know, he's, he, he told me that you broke up him and his second wife. I'm like, I didn't break them up. I just wanted to divorce from him. You know, <laughs> I just wanted away from him. No, I did not break that up. He, he, he did that. So I, I love the perspective thing. Um, because I have some kids that are adopted and I did, oh, I did open adoptions in the sense that the birth parents were always allowed contact with me. Mm -hmm. until the kids got older. Now, most of, and this is one of the reasons why I haven't come forward is because my, the seven kids I had with my ex-husband and, and six of them went through the abuse and were, three of them mm -hmm. were very outspoken. I mean, I know who reported to CPS, the four reports. I know what was in the reports right. and I brought them all to therapy, six mm -hmm. out of those seven. Yeah. So, I mean, you can tell me it's hearsay all you want. I had the backlash of that physical abuse. I am also waiting till the youngest is 18 before I really say anything about it. Right. And I have also done the same thing with, look, your dad was a great enough person that I married him and I loved him. And I had these seven kids with him and we did like, I, there was, there was no indication on my end from me, all of those initial years that there was anything going on. And still, when I have conversations with him, we can have these great conversations. And I could even today, you know, 14 years after the divorce and 25 years after meeting him, I can say, like, I really like a lot of things about him. So if you take the, if you take the part about him being a sociopath and what he did with that, if you think about when you met and the other parts of the relationship, oh yeah, I totally get it. I like a lot of things about him and I loved him enough to have you guys. So in that sense, I'm not ever going to badmouth him because it was my decision mm -hmm. to be with him and I loved him and I had kids with him. 
I did not have control over the other things that he did. For you, it was him being a sociopath and how he treated you. But what I have told my kids is, I want you to have a relationship with your dad. Right. right. I don't know what that looks like. You have a lot of things to work through. Right. It has nothing to do with my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And even retrospectively, I did the best job that I could and I kept you safe and I kept you healthy and I had no part in any abuse allegation or otherwise. And so as they get older, I think when you're telling them that as they're growing up and you're pointing things out, like you, it's different situations. He didn't do anything to the kids, did he, within your situation? Not physically, psychologically. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is the worst and the hardest to quantify. Exactly. And right. that, and that's, again, with with my situation, I am exactly with, with you. Well, in this situation, what does that look like? Okay. Mm-hmm. And even with the kids who have gotten older and wanted to find their birth parents, I've helped them in that journey. And one of them recently, she found her birth dad and he said, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to give you up for adoption, but I was forced into it because of this. And I would have loved to have raised you. I kept a journal the whole time, the whole pregnancy, all of like, I wanted to give my kids this information. And I looked at her and I said, if that's his perspective, I use the exact same words. And mm-hmm. that's what he needs to tell himself and you in order to establish a relationship with you. And you want that relationship. Then that's like, does it matter? And right. Does it matter that that's what he's saying? Like you have my entire journal and you have his criminal record. Right. He was in and out of prison during that time. And he lost his older daughter to CPS and the two kids that he had after you were born that you've mm. learned about. So how do you feel about what he's saying? <laughs> like the, the, yeah. my dad said you ruined his marriage. Okay. What facts do you have about this situation and what are your thoughts and how exactly. do you feel? you know, we're not dumb and our kids aren't dumb. And so I totally, it's the same thing. It's amazing. I know. Well, and here's the thing. Part of it is, uh, it's their psychological, um, protection of themselves Mm -hmm. to, to make up this or believe lies or make up this whole fantasy about, you know, you know, you know, he wasn't a bad person. Right. Right. I never say he was a bad person. I say the facts, which are the facts. Here's what happened. Here's what, you know, and as they've gotten older, I'm able to reveal more facts as they come up, as they ask questions. I don't ever sit, I've never sat them down and said, okay, here's what, here's all the really hard details. Right. I give them age appropriate, um, emotional maturity appropriate um, details as they are asking for information or as these things come up. Mm -hmm. And then my whole goal is for them to be mature enough to determine for themselves to, to be curious, be curious. Okay. What, because that's how sociopaths and narcissists fly under the radar and trick other people into number one, doing the things or believing them or doing things that they don't really want to do and lowering Mm -hmm. their moral standards. So, you know, what is right? What is wrong? Let's, let me see if this is the truth coming from him. Let's, let's be curious about and ask questions. You can ask, I've, I've always said, you ask any question you want of me. I will be honest with you. Ask whatever questions you want of your father. You can, yeah. you know, do whatever. So I want them to be curious and I want them to explore and I want them to determine what is the truth or, and what's not. If they're younger, 
that is much, much harder because you yes. cannot have some of those conversations. You really can't. And it's crazy. I, I really fought real, very hard as I, I know you did also to not speak badly of him, just mm -hmm. let the information unfold as it happened and let them right. come to their own opinion. This was before the abuse. He would tell the kids when they were little, um, before we got divorced, your mom went to a bar and met a guy and brought him home and had sex with him when you guys oh. were there. I mean, like for, so I, when that first got told to the, I was like, do you remember ever Serious. me bringing anyone home? And they were like, no. And I'm like, then why does it matter? Right. Whether I did or whether I didn't, if you have no memory of that, honestly, that's none of your business. And, and what's the point of him bringing that up? Oh, it's because I'm such a bad person. Your Cause mom is you such pain. a bad person. Right, right. Cause them I, pain. Right. I, I said, I don't feel like I ever want to have to defend myself to you against your father's word. And I mm -hmm. don't want to talk badly about him. Right. Not talking badly about a person who's pretty awful is a really, really difficult thing to do, especially when you have this onslaught of shit your kids are saying coming from this. They, they, they could well, only have well, there's from a difference though. There's a difference between not saying bad about someone mm. and calling out the truth. I think right. call out the truth. That is not true. Uh, and I did, I did say yeah. that. I said, that's and not I, true. I, and I'm not going to defend myself. Do you remember that ever happening? No. Right. As I, they I got think older, you have to call, you know, just yeah. say, because that's, again, that's why nurses fly under the radar. People don't call out the truth because they're embarrassed and say, thinking they're, they're the one that's wrong. But when you see something that's like, Hmm, that's yeah. a little odd. Maybe, maybe that's not true. You need to verbalize it and ask them. And, and so I, I always did. I called out the truth. That is not true. That's not what yep. happened. You know, that's not true. And, that's what I did too. Yeah. And just be factual. Mm. Don't say that son of a bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> Although I wanted uh, to so hard. many times. It's like, I know. Is he crazy? Are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. He is crazy. We found that right. out. You know? I was so, like, that's not true. So and do you remember it? And so like, yeah. And so, and, and some stuff it's like, and if it's true, does that affect you in any way? Mm -hmm. And I used to ask the kids that, even if it's true, as I got older, that one thing, he kept, he brought that one thing up so many times. Yeah. And I'm like, kids, I have to tell you, my one regretted life is not going to a bar, meeting a guy coming home. <laughs> sex with him. Yeah. I had to do it over again. Right. Like if I'm going to be accused of something so frequently over so, and really come up with some new information. Yeah. Like, and, one of the and, things I hope my girls do is go to, um, as they're in college is, a, um, be in a, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, not apologetics, but something where you're like, how do you investigate what is truth and what is not mm. a philosophy class? Maybe yes. something that, so they can start having those conversations in their head and then have mm -hmm. those conversations with me. Like what is true? What is not out in the world? So then they can apply it to their own lives. Yeah. yeah. And I love the stuff that's public record. Like, oh yeah. You know, there's a lot that is public record and I'm like, all you have to do is search public record to determine if that's, if that part of the information is, that's not me. That's not you. That's not what anybody says. That's actually black and white and you can find it. Right. And so the stuff that you can find, and then I'm like, and why is that important? And does that make a difference to you? And is mm -hmm. there any impact? And, you know, I, I spent a lot of years saying, you know, you're going to grow up and and form an opinion about me and form an opinion about your dad based on your own perspective. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, I, I'm just going to be true to who I am. 
So, you know, and as they get older, things can shift. And I'm sure they did with you when they would bring things up. Like for me, that one thing that meeting the guy in the bar and bringing him home, I'm like, oh, I had sex in my car in a hotel room way before I brought him. Like, I'm not dumb. I'm not bringing guys home. And they're like, you did? And I'm like, I'm not saying whether I did or I didn't, but I'm smart. If, I, if right. I'm single and I want to have sex and I have kids at home. And the other thing that was interesting about that is where was your dad when that happened? Their dad was in prison when that happened. So mm -hmm. when, when this act, okay. And that's, there's nothing to say about that. Okay. Right. Oh, I, it's so crazy. Tough. This stuff. So uh, the only thing is, well, that's not true. And do you remember it? And where was your dad when that occurred? Yeah. Okay. So now you have some facts and does the rest matter? Right. And you know, like you said, as they get older now, we I like now, that. I'm going to use that. Does that really matter to your life right now? Right. I like he ruined his dad's second marriage. How does that impact you? And what way does that impact you? Right. And what facts do we have about that? Mm. And it does that matter because yeah. all they're doing in the end, regard the narcissist, the sociopath, that whatever, whatever it is, they're trying to hurt your relationship with your kids because they exactly. have nothing else. Exactly. And they don't not, they don't care about their own relationship. In fact, it's, <laughs> it's fake so if they do have one and yeah, they just want to, they want to hurt us because they win in, in their eyes and they want to win at all costs, at all costs. And so like in, on my YouTube channel, I, I do, I call all that out. I never mention him by name yep. ever. Yeah. And I talk more in generalities and about, Hey, here's what's happened to me never mentioned him by name. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, and those are my experiences as I experienced him. And so I, I don't have any qualms about, about that at all. And, and again, my desire is to help other people who have been in that situation or who are in the middle of such similar situations. I just heard about another lady today who is in the middle of a court battle and the husband is lying about different things and they have younger kids and it just breaks my heart. Cause I remember, I remember as I went through that stuff, I mean, like I could lose literally unjustly lose my kids to this person who is psycho. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm like, are you like, how crazy is the world that some, that the court might believe these things, what he was saying. And like he would, cause he said, Oh, I was a primary caregiver for the kids. I was a stay at home dad. I'm like, mm, no, you weren't. We have tax records for childcare services. You've never, no, that didn't work. That didn't happen. And so you, you couldn't keep the job. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah. And so, uh, <clears throat> it's just, my heart breaks for anybody going through this and hopefully you and I are giving them a, a shortcut. Let's, let's talk through. Let's some. make the shortcut. Right. And, well, yeah. I think so, you know, one of the things that I love to do in my podcast is make sure people feel less alone. So mm -hmm. I, I would say I have had an ex-husband that's a narcissist. I've had more than one ex-husband, so <laughs> I yeah. can say that. Me too. <laughs> um, and uh, the, finally the good part of being married more than once or right. being divorced more than once. Um, and uh, who, who had allegations of abuse, your allegations were different, mm -hmm. um, slightly than mine were, but we want to know that they're not alone. And then we right. want to give them tools. And the first tools are that we, and usually I don't bullet point them like this, but I just think it's naturally happening between you and I. Yeah. Speak the truth to your kids at an age appropriate level, which is what yeah. you said. 
Mm -hmm. um, answer things as they come up. Um, yeah. You don't need to, you, you don't need to be defensive of what the lies are. Be calm and, you, and be, even, even tempered level. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's really hard sometimes when that gets like, Hey, dad said this, uh, and, you know, you're, you're I mean, I have a lot of thoughts that go through my mind yeah. when that happened. And they were young. And I was like, why would you say that to a kid? Exactly. And so you have to take a breath and think about it. But like, I'm not sure why your dad would have told you that. Right. Um, let's look at the facts that are there that are age appropriate um, and let them make their own. And, and I was real honest. I don't want to defend myself against accusations that your dad is saying about me. And so let's back up for a second. What do you know about this situation? Mm -hmm. So just know that this is super, super common. And Very I common. always yeah. felt like karma's a bitch, dude. <laughs> the truth is going to come. If I, if you I don't badmouth him, if I don't get super defensive and angry, yeah. if I just state the facts and the truth as they come out over time, it's going to bite this person in the ass. And, and I'm going to tell you, people told me, and, and in fact, the, the one time you do lose control because, uh, you know, I, I like, I, I, I did, I lost it one time with, with him. I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, this is bullshit. This rights, you know, I did. He of course had a recorder <laughs> was, and you know, so please do not lose your, do not. keep your calm, keep at all, absolutely keep your calm. But you know what? People told me as I was going through this heartbreak, potentially losing my kids for no good reason and like doing all of this sort of thing and, and, and wondering, are they going to grow up? Are they going to grow up to hate me? And, and are yeah. they going to think these things? Someone said they will figure it out. Yep. Don't worry. Your kids will come out. Okay. They will figure it out. And I got to tell you, they did. Yep. They did on their own because they had to go three times a year to visit. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately my, my oldest was like, wait a minute, dad's doing this or dad's doing that. I'm like, mm -hmm, I, I understand. <laughs> I get it. What do you think is right in this situation? Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of actually, you know, getting her to think on her own, but yeah, they do. So like, that's, if I can give anybody comfort, keep being your true self yep. Keep on the high moral ground defend yourself when it's necessary. Don't be a, don't just lay down and just say, okay, whatever he says is whatever you need to start defend yourself and, and, and say, you know, that's not true, you know, and, um, and then, you know, raise your kids as best you can. And even if it's like 50, 50, sometimes you, yeah, you know, it was for me gotta, for a while. You yeah. have to like recreate the whole thing. Every single time they come back, you're like, yep. okay, Let's, let's reorient things to rationality. <laughs> I came up with certain things that I would say that were kind of my defaults. So when the kids would say something about their dad, I would say, I'm so sorry that you felt that way. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry that situation was difficult for you. Not, I'm sorry, he's a jerk. Not, I'm sorry, he did that. I didn't play into that yeah. at all. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I, I really want you to have a relationship with your dad. I don't know what that will look like. Is there anything that I can do? Because oh, generally that. there's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, yeah. moms out there, parents out there, generally when these kids are telling you something about the other spouse, one, you have to differentiate the fact that kids sometimes play both ends of the middle. So there right. was some of that going on in my situation back years ago. Yeah. Also, your, your ex 
spouse doesn't have to do things the same way to have a have functioning parenting. We do right. things very differently. And a lot of what he did was his way of doing functioning parenting. Not mm -hmm. at all what I did, but there wasn't anything wrong with what he, there's nothing abusive or neglectful about it. Right. So you have to let that go. It can't yeah. be your way all the time. And then there's a part that spills over that is abusive or sociopathic or narcissistic that is an issue. My ex-husband likes to take me to court. I went to court for years, like four mm. or five times. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. They want to attorney. devastate you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't have an attorney. I represented mm. myself. Mm. And part of me always wishes that I just hired one that really just ripped out the spinal cord from the very beginning and just yeah. did it. And if there's anybody here on the, on the very beginning of it, okay. find an attorney who understands emotional abuse and understands narcissists. In fact, if they have worked or prosecuted a narcissist before even yep. better. I'm serious. Otherwise you're going to have an attorney that tries to do mediation or tries to do this and tries yep. to do that. You're going to drag that sucker out for a decade and, and spend tens of thousands of dollars. So. I, I agree. And I would have rather have figured out a way. I tried to figure out a way to come up with that $5,000 up front, you know, to have, and I found the right attorney. I, it all was great. I just had no, I could not figure out how to find the $5,000. I also didn't think in the beginning on the front end, right. That it would last. We don't, we don't ever years, think that. Yeah. And I would keep getting dragged into court. What did happen though, because I represented myself is that I got really good at representing myself and oh, I had no great. fear about that. I hated yeah. court. His attorney even surprised me once by putting him on the stand and I devastated their case. Yay. Good. Because <laughs> I had to cross, cross examine. You right. Know? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I just think you can, there's lots of different ways to do it. And yes, I would not, I, I do retrospectively wish I had figured out a way to find that $5,000 big mm. borrow steal. Um, I really felt like I couldn't, and you just don't realize it, it's going to go on, but you are correct. Find the yeah. person, find the attorney that understands the situation. And to. I always felt like, no, if I work with him, I don't have to go for the jugular from the beginning. Oh no. That is not true. You need to. Wrong, wrong thinking. Wrong, yes. wrong thinking. You have to hit <clears throat> them hard from the very beginning. That doesn't mean you're not a nice person. No. Nope. And that's what I was like. I was like, I was scared of what he would do to me to retaliate. I was afraid of whatever, but that's the only thing they understand is, is uh, fear of authority. That's typically mm -hmm. the only thing they understand or will back down from. Yeah. Half, half, have to hit them as hard as you can up front. That does not mean you're not a good person. It means you're protecting yourself and your kids and it yeah. means you're doing the best mm -hmm. you can with um, what you have. So you really have to. And the other thing is like, you're not creating the opportunity for this to drag out and for this person to continue right. to make these digs. We were in court about stuff and I don't know if this is the case for you, but in court in front of the judge, like his attorney said, she's dressed provocatively on her Facebook page. And I looked at the judge. I've had the same judge for 14 years. And I said, I'm happy to log in and let you see anything. I'm not removing anything from my Facebook page. I'd like to think that if I look good enough to be in a bikini and I'm comfortable enough to post that picture uh -huh. of me on a bikini on a beach, that that will give my kids self-confidence confidence, right? body confidence. And I said, but I'm happy to show you anything. It was the dumbest shit, but anything to make me look bad. Oh, like yeah. she signed for my kids to get tattoos and piercings. And I'm like, actually they pierced each other 
and it happened at his house. Oh my gosh. I, and I'm like, lies, you know, lies, it lies, was, lies. and I said, I'm happy to have, you know, go let the kids go to a mediator or a therapist and talk about their piercings and tattoos. Right. I don't have to sign the papers. Kids are really good at figuring out the way, but I would rather sign the papers. Yeah. So that if they're getting these things done, it's in a safe and protected you know. environment instead of by their buddies in their bedroom that they snuck in the window at your house. So technically right. you're responsible for that. Right. And he was like, what? And I'm like, you better get your facts straight before you accuse. And when my kids hit 16 and would like a tattoo, since this is brought up in the court of law, I would just like the, oh, okay, that this is not, no longer an issue and I can sign for their safety. And I got the okay. I mean, yay! That's you're awesome. But it's the it's get an attorney because you're right. going to get dragged in for the stupidest shit. Like, really, you're trying to find oh, my yeah. character? Very stupid things. My, it's my attorney. We were almost completely done. It was like quarter till five p.m. Mm-hmm. All that was like we were done. And his attorney stood up and said, "Well, I have a few more questions." And then he took his notepad and he he was like, "Um." Um, you know, and then he paused and then he would look at some more papers. He did that for 15 minutes till it got to five o'clock and they shut down and they said, we have to have another court day again, another several thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. On freaking purpose. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's so frustrating. Let's jump in because you can get through this. You can get through this. That's the other, like, you know what? I have a hundred percent success rate of getting through really shitty days. You're yeah. going to also, yep. it doesn't mean at the end that hundred percent success rate looks particularly pretty because it's not going to, right, right. Um, but you are going to have a hundred percent success rate at getting through it. So arming yourself with tools, just know like the attorney's the best new, the, the best advice. Um, not being, not playing into the accusations, right. like trying to make you look like a bad, who cares? Right. Yep. I'm signing all the papers for them to get tattoos. So right. <laughs> that's better than the guy that came to my house one day that was like probably 19 and smoking God knows what. And like the, the person that my kids were like, no, I have a guy that will come to the house and do tattoos. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Goodbye. We're, this is not happening in my house. Right. And I was pissed. Like, look, I'll sign the paperwork for you to get it done in, in a responsible manner. In a it's place, it's right. just stupid, the stuff that's going to come up and don't worry about it. It has nothing to do yeah. with your character. Yeah. The other thing is like, I don't know about you, Stacey, but parenting's really hard. Yeah. Most and definitely. so you're going to have your quota of screw ups and let it go. <laughs> We're all doing the best job that Give we can. Give yourself grace. Give yourself yeah. grace. Give yourself so, grace. And, and we have places that you can go to talk to people. I mean, you have a great Facebook group. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's dive in deeper about, um, what it takes to have the strength to escape. So we're talking about this from, we have, a, we did leave right, from the back ends of it. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> let's talk about having the strength to escape when you're in it. Man, you know it's hard. There are so many people out there who, first of all, don't realize what they're going through is emotional abuse. Mm. And once you recognize, then they're afraid to leave for a number of reasons. They're afraid they can't financially uh, meet any needs. You know, they're not able to live on their own financially. They're afraid of, of what, like losing their kids or splitting their kids with, with uh, the narcissist or sociopath. They're afraid they wouldn't be able to, um, you know, emotionally. I think there, there's just that fear of the unknown. 
And so there's lots of different ways to, to arm yourself to be resilient and live a joy filled life. Because you know what? It's you, first of all, you deserve it. And second Mm -hmm. of all, there is joy on the other side. Oh my gosh. When this was over, there is so much like I, I I'm living a life I never imagined. So, so think about you, you're, you can live a life that is so much better. A lot of people are worried about, you know, what if I give this up or what if I give that up or what if I'm, you know, I, I can't do this or, you know, they, they can't even think about the next step. So what I would ask for anybody who may be in emotional abuse right now, or maybe in a tough relationship, I call it a tough relationship because I didn't want to admit it was abuse at first either. In fact, my, um, therapist, I, I had a counselor and he said, you're in sexual abuse. You know that? And I'm like, no, 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 it's not that. I mean, I'm like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, Cause he, he said, you know, um, we need to have sex four times a week. And I said, well, what if I'm out of town? Well, you can make it up to me the next week or whatever, you know, and like, and crazy other stuff. And he said, no. And so if you're not willing to call it abuse yet, that's okay call it a tough relationship. If you're in a tough relationship, you owe it to yourself to educate yourself. So I would say, yes, you can join for free my um, emotional abuse, recovery and resilience um, uh, Facebook group. You can go look on YouTube. There's tons. I have a real life resilience YouTube channel. Your YouTube is phenomenal. I might be biased because I love the YouTube platform or the video platform, but still it is phenomenal. What it's designed we, to be educational. Like what yeah. is sociopathy? What is psychopathy? What's the difference between them? You know, how do I recover? What, it, you know, and, and one of the videos is the four commitments every woman should make. And so um, educate yourself. And in fact, I have, um, and I'll send you the link. It's 35 books for emotional abuse recovery. Oh, I love it. And what I did was I pulled, like I'm in a bunch of you, uh, Facebook groups for emotional abuse, for narcissism, for sociopath. And I pulled everybody. I said, tell me, what were the books that helped you recover oh, or helped yeah. you understand this, this whole thing? And um, I mm. pulled them. And then there is one book that was the top book. I'm not going to tell you. You can, you can look at the okay, okay. Um, download. But it's um, by and far, that was the best mm. one. So educate yourself, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then start a plan. And my, my uh, best advice for this is to go to, it's called the hotline.org. And it's, um, it's an abuse hotline. So first of all, get over the fact that, you know, you're going to be making phone calls or, or exploring things that you never imagined. I went to a spy store to find out if I had a bug in my car. I never imagined in my life. Oh God, I've been there. Cause to go to a spy store and see if there's a bug in my car. Right. I never met. I went to a, a, a women's shelter for two nights. I never imagined. I'm a professional woman. I was a professional woman as well. Mm-hmm. I never imagined myself going to a shelter, but I had to, I needed to. And so you need to educate yourself and get over the fact that you're going to be looking at exploring, doing things that you never imagined yourself, your life in, and um, know that there's a better life on the other side and educating yourself is the best thing you could possibly do. So what the the hotline uh, has is there are uh, different ways that you can take to leave. And I think even if you don't plan on leaving, go explore, go look, because if you do decide to make that, you want to be prepared. 
You yep. want to be prepared financially. You want to be prepared with your possessions, with your kids, you everything. And, and, and so that website will educate you on that. It's all free. You can call anybody at any time. Um, they have a, a little emergency bar. So if someone's walking by, you hit it and that, that goes away. It's not in your, your um, computer's memory. And so, mm. um, you know, that's the other thing is protecting <clears throat> what you explore on your personal items, your yep. computer, your phone, et cetera, because they can be bugged. Mine was, mine had, when I was gone he, uh, at, to work one day, he got my computer and put a keystroke logger on it. And so I was in a forum exploring borderline personality disorder because I thought that's what he had at first. And I went in there one day and it said that I had posted something. I'm like, what, what? I haven't been in here in a, over a week. And I looked in and um, it said I had posted and it was in there. And so I took my computer to a, a computer place and they said, oh yeah, you have a keystroke logger on there. He has every password you've ever typed in, everything, oh, everything that you've like the computers. So I had it wiped, wiped clean. And so protect yourself by education. I, I think that's the most biggest thing you could possibly do. Even if you never plan on leaving, that's okay. I understand <clears throat> it. There are some people that stay, stay for the kids. I thought about that too. Although I'll, I, I do want to tell you this, okay. the reason I left, well, when I was getting on our, or my daughter was, I think I shared this with you. My daughter was getting on our computer and my husband's email was up and uh, his email was a, in his email was a Craigslist confirmation that he was advertising himself for more than relationship purposes for men and women. And I said, this is it. And my kids were eight and 10 or seven and nine, I, so seven and nine. And I thought, wait a minute, my kids are watching me in this relationship. Mm -hmm. They are observing this and thinking it's normal behavior. And that broke my heart. Mm -hmm. I could not, and just by observing, they were in danger of growing up to have the exact same relationship. And that is what got me started. That's what, when I said, I'm not, I am not doing this anymore. Not for myself, although I should have. Mm -hmm. I just would, wanted to get away for my kids because I knew, yes, it was going to be difficult. And, but yet I, I could not, not do that for them. I had to do it because I did not want them to be in the same relationship. I remember thinking like, there's so much about this relationship. That's a lie that hasn't been real that, you know, when, when mm -hmm. I started putting together the pieces and then he started admitting it, <clears throat> I just thought, why, why would you want to living a lie? Living lies is so exhausting. Yeah. I think there are people that just get super good at it, but yeah. there are so many lies now to keep track of. It must be exhausting, first of all. And I don't even know what parts of this are real. Right. And I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and I was married to somebody at one point that was a doctor. And that was a huge, like I got to be a stay at home mom and right. money wasn't as much of an issue for the first time ever in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that was being like, you know, you can remain a stay at home mom, which is important to you and you don't have to worry about finances. And, you know, the, those are two things that are huge stressors, right? I want to be a right. stay at home mom with my kids right. and I don't want to have to be stressed about money. And 
um, I remember just looking up one day and being like, I would rather be happy in a trailer. Now there's nothing wrong with people who live in a trailer, mm -hmm. but like in my mind, I'm thinking like ghetto trailer park. I, I would rather be happy scraping by in a single wide in a trailer park right. than in a big house as a stay at home mom with you. And right. you do hit the point where you're like, whatever that is that they're trying to hook you with, I'm not a bad parent if I don't have money. Money does right. not at all make a good parent. And finances for me were huge. And also the stress of going from being a stay-at-home mom who didn't finish college because I supported his degree, his mm -hmm. business. Oh, yeah. And I, there, I did everything exactly like I thought it should be done. I don't have regrets about that, but I did not finish my degree. Uh, yeah. And so, right, like you didn't finish your degree, you're not going to get a very good paying job. You're probably right. going to have to have more than one. They I did like three jobs, mm. right? Because you know what? It's freaking scary. And I was right. finally like, yeah, I'd rather have to live through this situation that's really not ideal. That's not what I thought I was signing up for. Because, like, dude, I didn't sign up for all this other stuff either. Mm -hmm. And you can't. There's a lot of, there's a lot of help out there. For there's a lot of help. And second of all, you know what people, a lot of women mm. don't imagine, cannot imagine themselves happy. Like there is mm. they oh, God. dream about that life, whether it's in a trailer, uh, a single wide or whatever, they cannot dream of the freedom. And so if you're yeah. in that situation, I want you to start thinking like, if, if I were by myself, yep. what, what could life look like? What were my dreams that I, there's a friend of mine, Susanna Quintana, who wrote, mm -hmm. um, you're still that girl. I love and her. You, the, what, yeah, she's amazing. And she's an amazing writer. And she, she talks about the dreams you had as a little girl yep. and growing up or even young adult mm -hmm. that you have given up on because of different things in your life. And, you know, you still have like resurrect those dreams, mm -hmm. figure out what you really would love to have in life. It's, it doesn't cost you anything and mm -hmm. it might spur that, uh, that drive inside of you to, to find that joy. I, I love this tip. Joy. Yeah. I, I wrote, I had like a dream journal, things that I had written down that I had wanted to do back like when I was 17, 18, 19, when I was out of high school and in college and before getting married. And, you know, for example, one of them was I wanted, to, I always wanted to get my private pilot's license. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you know, when I was going through those struggles 15 years ago, that wasn't something like I've never gotten it. I don't feel mm. less than because I haven't. Right. Sometimes you look at your dreams and you think, God, I love that I had that dream. Right. I love that fire. I loved everything around that dream. It's not attached to that specific thing though, because I've never gotten my pilot's license and I'm mm -hmm. totally okay with that. Right. I don't feel like I, I, you know, I crapped out because I didn't do it though. Some of those dreams have changed over time. Yes. But when you have that dream journal of things, like I remember one, it was just like, how would I decorate my living room or my bedroom if nobody else was involved? Yes. Oh my God. I mean, that's such a silly thing. I can go well, to Goodwill and get that done. Right. But here's the thing though, when you're in emotional abuse, mm -hmm. a lot, your choices are taken away from you. Cause it, you're like, Oh, do you like this? Do you not? Do you, do you want this for dinner? Do you like, I wrote in on medium, one of my uh, most popular articles is I'll have a side of, um, 
damaged psyche for dinner, please. And it's, that is all about, like, even when you're on your own, it's hard now to make decisions because those decisions were always based on somebody else's desires. Right. And so it's hard to even figure out which movie to go to or how to decorate your house. Like even today, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't care, (laughs) you know, and I've just like, I'm almost 10 years out from this now. And I'm just now saying, you know what? I found something I like that I would like to put in my living room. Mm -hmm. Actually, you might find it in my uh, background here in a little bit because uh, I'm collecting these tiles by Sid Dickens now. They're amazing. But I'm like, I like that. I have mm-hmm. a, I have an opinion. Yeah. And, I love that, you know? and now Stacey, exercise in a, that muscle. <laughs> in a normal relationship, because I'm in a really healthy, wonderful relationship that's mm-hmm. been years. And I don't, it's not even, those things aren't issues. Yeah. Right. Like you can actually be in a relationship. I went out with my two best friends last night and as a staycation, we stayed in, they, they stayed in one of the local um, hotels here in town, uh-huh. which happens on a fairly regular basis. And it was like, well, do you want to go to the hot tub first? Or do you, we made the decision, right? We went yeah. to the freaking hot tub and then it was like, okay, let's get dressed. Where do you want to go down in the casino? Right. Oh, let's sit here and, and go over our business stuff. And we did you can be in healthy friendships and healthy relationships where when yes. Dane and I are deciding on what, Hey, we need a new comforter for the bed. Right. There's not, it's, there's nothing weird. We, it's we a give and take. It's totally it's, normal. Right. Right. We find um, similar. And he'd never asked me to give up my stuff. Mm-hmm. My desk area is mine mm-hmm. and his is his. And we give each, we joke about each other's, you know, right. like, if you want to set up your space like that, I mean, there's amazing. I have, uh, I have an, um, emotional abuse summit. It's emotional summit.com. There's a, a, a video inside of this summit. That's with, um, I interview I did with Natalie Hoffman, Okay. Natalie Ann Hoffman. She's, uh, has a group called flying free. Amazing. And she lists if here's what a good marriage looks like. And I yes. think sometimes we need to be reminded of it. And now I'm, I'm in an amazing marriage too. never yep. imagined I would ever date again or, you know, like, like I was like, totally no way. Yep. No, thank you. Yep. But he came along and I love him and he is like totally not psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I, put him, I put him through the ringer, but anyway, it, <laughs> I, of her ten, she has 10 points in there and yeah. I'm like, nailed it, nailed it, nailed yes. it. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And when you see clearly, here's what a good marriage is, which means here's what a good marriage is, is not. not. Really need to look at that. That's, okay. Um, I actually like that tool almost better than trying to figure out what the hell's broken in yours or if it's normal or not. Right. Look at a model that is normal. Totally yeah. normal. Because Sometimes there are, you can't see. You yeah. can't see. And if you're not checking, you know those boxes on what is good, then you know areas that are not good. Right. And you know, it's not, I'm in this amazing relationship, but you go through hard times in amazing relationships that, I mean, we bottomed out a few years ago, like bottomed out. I'm like, we're, we're done. This is it. And looked at each other and, and realized, you know, if we're both in this together and we're both normal functioning human beings that had a really shitty time in our relationship, we can absolutely bounce back and even, and be even better. And that is hard to wrap your mind. Like I couldn't wrap my mind around that at all. Yeah. 
It, it is, it's, and, and when you see what is a great relationship and you can pine for that and you can, you know, and I, I think a lot of women think, okay, I'm going to change him or I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to, because I want that relationship. You may be in a relationship with somebody and you're likely in a relationship with somebody who cannot change no matter right. how much of yourself you give, no matter how much you, um, lower your boundaries, mm -hmm. no matter how much you try, they are not going to participate in that. Yep. They, they will tease you and think, yep. you, you think they are, and then they're not. And that's not a, that's not a relationship. That's not a real relationship. No, so, as a matter of fact, they can even go to therapy and try to work. It can look oh, yeah. on the outside. Cause I remember we Sometimes did therapy the therapist. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, and then I looked at the list of stipulations for succeeding in this relationship. And I realized I really just didn't like the stipulations. Like there was no yeah. way I wanted to live under. This right. will only work if this will work if you do all of these things. And I was exactly. like, what? Are you right. kidding me? Stacey, let's wrap it up. We've, I, this has been so fun. Oh, we and can talk for two hours. <laughs> I know it's so easy. We are going to have links for a lot of resources. One to recognize, and I've been taking notes to recognize, um, what a good relationship is to determine if you're not in one and yes. what that looks like and resources for so many things, but just also know if we don't have the resource or a way you can find it, there are, there are a lot of local community resources also. Yeah. Um, there's one here called step two for women who are leaving um, abusive relationships that help you get on your feet. There are, and I didn't know about them 15 years ago that I would have had a place that I could have gone. Right. Um, and I'm not talking like, oh, you sign up for welfare and you get food stamps. That is a resource, but we're like, there are resources so far Love above and beyond that. Yeah. And um, Google women's shelter, even yep. if you don't plan on going, just they know they're there. They, and yep. they want to help you. They yep. want to help you. You don't ever have to go to the shelter if you don't want to, but Correct. they have, they're connected with the community and resources you, you don't even realize are out there. And, and that's basically what you need to do is realize that there's this list mm -hmm. of resources that you can yeah. tap into without having to be in a women's shelter, without having to right. get food stamps. Although those things are never bad things, but no. yeah. thank you yeah. so much. Jen, thank you for this conversation. I'm so glad you bring all of these sometimes tough conversations out into uh -huh. the world because you know what, the more visible they are, the more people they will help. And um, that's brave. I love that. Thank you. And thank you because we're doing the same thing in very different yes. ways. And I love that collaboration. Yep. Wonderful. Appreciate it. Thank